I've lived most of my life with the understanding that I know what's happening, that I know what I'm doing. I've always felt fairly confident in myself and in my abilities. I've always felt that I could make things happen, make them work. I guess I have to admit that I've always lived feeling like I was pretty much in control that I can get stuff done. I'm not a planner. I didn't plan out my entire life in detail, but I did have an idea of where I thought things would go or where I wanted them to go, how I wanted them to turn out. And I was pretty certain that they would go that way. And part of that plan was that I would have children. I always thought that I would be a mother, that that would be part of my journey. And I was, I was good with that. I would felt certain that I would have children, the uncertainty crept in when I realized I had to raise them. From the moment the first child was born, nothing in my life would ever be certain again. I remember talking with a friend uh, outside of preschool one day uh, where my first child was attending. And I was talking about how I'd had another sleepless night and how I just wished she would do what I wanted her to do. And I remember my friend and I talking about the idea that our, our children weren't robots. They were little beings that were going to do and say their own things. They were individuals. They were going to make their own decisions. They had their own journeys to forge. And the more children I've had, four to be exact, the more this has been true. Not only are they different from me, they're different from each other. And nothing about anything that they do or choose or say is certain. Yes, becoming a parent brought all sorts of uncertainty into my life. There's nothing about parenting that is expected or known. I realized very quickly that I could not rely on myself and I was not in control of anything. And I would love to say that as they've grown older, that's changed, but I'm sorry to tell you it gets harder. I know all you parents that are just starting out don't want to hear that, but I've had more moments of feeling helpless and feeling worried as they've grown. Because I guess now their decisions are life-altering. Battling Liza, Will, Annie, or Maggie about when they wanted to go potty on the big potty seems minuscule compared to some of the decisions that we have to figure out with them now. Yeah, parenting ushers in a whole level of uncertainty. But when you truly think about it, all of life is uncertain, isn't it? We have no guarantees. Last week, I was watching the funeral of Officer Leith, that beautiful young woman that was killed in the line of duty. And I was thinking as she left her house that morning and kissed her son goodbye, she had no idea that she would not be coming home that night. A devastating tragedy. Many of you are facing circumstances in your own individual lives that leave you feeling uncertain. Uncertainty is a part of life. And right now we're just in a moment of global uncertainty. The whole world is waking up on a daily basis, realizing 
that they're unsure, that they're uncertain of what each day holds for them. The definition of uncertainty is is something that's not known, something that you cannot depend on. The whole world is not knowing what they can depend on right now. They're waking up with questions, unsure of what comes next, when it comes, how it comes. Some of the questions that have been swirling around my home go from very simple to huge. How long do I have to wear this mask? When will school resume as normal? When will I get my sports season back? Will our vacation get canceled again? Will I get to go back to college? When will the quarantine lift? Will I still have a job? Will I get unemployment? When will I see my parents again? And how much at risk are they? Will someone I know get the virus? How will that end up for them? Will I get it? Maybe you're asking some of the same questions. And maybe some of you are asking even harder questions. Will I ever get the surgery that I was supposed to have? Will my marriage survive this? How am I going to eat? What about my job? When can I be with people again? Will we ever feel normal again? What is normal now? What are the questions that you're dealing with? What's causing you worry and anxiety? Because all of this does lead to worry and anxiety and fear. And the whole anxiety thing is already an epidemic for our world, for our country. So how do we handle this? With all of these new levels of uncertainty, what now? And that's why we're in this series of that exact question. What now? Faith when nothing's normal anymore. And nothing is normal. It's all different and strange. And I don't even know what normal is going to look like going forward. And I feel like this week, many of us have hit a wall. I was already feeling this way. And then I had a a Zoom meeting with members of the drama team. And I could tell when I looked at their faces that many of them were just done. Some on the team desperately want contact with people. And some on the team, mostly our moms of little kids, want to play hide and seek and just hide and never be found. They're exhausted. So what do we do with all of this? Last week, Barry taught us how to lament when we're feeling sad or fearful. And in the next couple of weeks in this series, we're going to look at how to handle isolation that we're feeling, how to, how to handle the restlessness that many of us are feeling in this time. But this week, we're focused on what do we do with this world of uncertainty, with the unknown. And the unknown causes all sorts of emotions. There's no better book to go to in the Bible when you're dealing with emotions, a vast array of emotions than the book of Psalms. And Barry started us in the book of Psalms last week, and I'm going to continue that this week. It's a prayer book, a a book we can go to when words escape us, when we don't know what to say to God. No matter what emotion we're feeling, the Psalms give us words to express to God through all of it. It's a book that gives us permission to wrestle with God, as Barry shared last week a book of lament and of praise. 
And the psalm that we're going to look at today, I would classify as a psalm of reassurance. Barry shared with us last week how the psalms give us words for lament, how to grieve through losses that we're experience, experiencing. And this week, the psalm we're looking at, I believe, gives us words of comfort. Comfort as we face uncertainty. Because I believe when we are faced with uncertainty, the only answer is to turn our eyes to God. And Psalm 91 shows us why this is true. So if you want to grab a Bible at home, you can also look on the Grace app and turn to Psalm 91. And we're going to look at what the Bible has to say to us, what this Psalm has to say to us about comfort and reassurance in this time of uncertainty. Some attribute this Psalm to Moses because it's similar to Psalm 90, which uh, Moses was the author of. And some think it sounds similar to some of David's Psalms, but really it is classified as an anonymous Psalm. So this is where, where we're going to be spend most of our time today in Psalm 91. So let's start in verse one. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust him. Verse one and two talk about the protection, care and comfort of God. It talks about dwelling in the shelter of the Most High, resting in the shadow to live or dwell with someone means to be in proximity to them, right there with them. You know the ones that you live with the best, especially right now because we're spending so much time together. So to dwell in the shelter of the Most High means to know God, to be living daily with God, to know him well. And then verse two talks about resting in the shadow Again, you have to be in close proximity to someone to be in their shadow, right next to them for their shadow to cover you. These two verses are reminding us how close in relationship you have to be to God to feel his care, his comfort, his protection. You must abide in him, be in step with him. He is your home, your dwelling place, you are so close to him that his shadow can cover you. And when you have that deep, rich relationship with God, he will become your refuge and your fortress. He is the place you will run to because you trust that he will protect you as he has done before. In him, your refuge, your shelter, your shadow, you will put your trust. Continuing on in verse three, for he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. The psalmist now gets specific about how God will protect us, rescue us from traps, protect us from disease. The psalmist is using the word you throughout. These truths are for each individual for you, if you truly trust and abide in God. God protects his people in times of plague and disease. 
The psalmist did not intend this as an absolute promise that every believer would be delivered. Instead, the idea is that the psalmist could point to many times when God did just that for his trusting people. We've seen him do it before. And then it talks about the gentle care of a mother protecting her babies with her wings and the powerful God protecting us with his armor. As for God's care, it combines the warm protectiveness of a parent bird with the hard, unyielding strength of armor. It is everything we need, the soft protection and the strong armor. Verse five, do not be afraid of the terrors of, of, of the night, nor the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in the darkness, nor, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. These verses are the result of his care and protection. Once you have experienced it, this is how you will feel. No fear, no dread. And remember, this is poetry. It's not maybe talking literal arrows or, or disasters. It's talking about what is your arrow that you're facing that's flying at you right now? What is the disaster that you're facing at this moment? And it also speaks to the fact that God can take on any issue at any time, day or night, midday. He is always present. There is never a time that he is not present with you. Verse seven, though a thousand fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. I'm going to read a, a quote from Charles Spurgeon about these verses and, and listen intently because he, he's pretty wordy and it can be difficult to understand. But listen closely to this quote as he speaks about these two verses. It is impossible that any ill should happen to the man who is beloved of the Lord. The most crushing calamities can only shorten his journey and hasten him to his reward. Ill to him is no ill, but only good in a mysterious form. Losses enrich him. Sickness is his medicine. Reproach is his honor. Death is his gain. No evil in the strict sense of the word can happen to him for everything is overruled for good. Bad things can and will happen, but because we're surrounded and we abide and remain in God and his goodness, beauty and good can emerge. Verse nine. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the most high your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon the lions, lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. These verses, again, are more assurances of God's comfort and protection. It's referring back again to the first verses, talking about the Lord, make your, the Lord your refuge, make the most high your shelter. If you make God your refuge, your shelter, if you abide in him, he will protect you. No evil can conquer you. You have life in God through Christ. You have eternity. He will send angels to protect you. 
With God's comfort and protection, you will trample lions, crush serpents. Again, this is poetry. What lions and cobras and serpents are you crushing through God's power? God will help you conquer. And then finishing up, starting in verse 14. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long, with a long life and give them my salvation. God's promise and blessing to those who love him. These last three verses are set in the first person as God speaks promises and blessing over his people. He speaks specifically over those who love him. The last words of this Psalm are not spoken by God's people, but to God's people. I will rescue and protect those who choose to love and trust me. It is not a feeling that we're waiting for, a feeling to come upon us. No, we make a choice to love God, to surrender to God. It is a choice we make. He will be with and rescue and honor and reward and give to those that live and rest in him. Again, going back to the first couple of verses, do you truly live and rest in him? Love him? Trust him. Have you made that choice? He is there waiting. The last lines of this psalm, God spoke a personal and wonderful blessing over the one who loves him and knows him. He speaks the blessing of his promise. I will be with him in, in trouble. The blessing of his protection, I will rescue him. The blessing of his promotion, I will honor him. The blessing of his prosperity, reward with long life, salvation, and the blessing of his preservation, and give them my salvation, a long life in eternity. Yes, the Psalms give us words for our emotions when we can't find them on our own. And there are lots of emotions right now. But Psalm 91 is a prayer of reassurance, a reminder and a promise of who God is and what he can and will do for those who love him. These are words we need in uncertain times, which is all the time. Life is uncertain, uncertain. And uncertainty can lead to overwhelming fear and anxiety. And when we live in that fear and anxiety, in that worry, in the fretting, we are missing out on the blessings. It gets us nowhere except maybe an ulcer. Because I believe when we are faced with uncertainty, the only answer is to turn our eyes to God. I believe the only thing we can do during these times or any time is to turn to God. Turn your eyes to God, to the God of Psalm 91, the God who rescues, protects, covers, shelters, answers, rewards. I've never needed God more than when I started raising my children. I realized in those moments my helplessness, how small I was, 
and how much I needed my great big God. And right now I have a long list of questions, as we all do. We listed them earlier. I don't know the answer to all of these questions, but to be honest, I never did. I never have. We're not in control. All of our lives are filled with uncertainty. It's just that in this time that we're living in, it's just been crystallized for all of us, for the entire world. COVID-19 is just putting it all into perspective. I've never had control. I have to trust God and turn to him at all times. And he doesn't owe me answers. He doesn't owe me any explanations. He doesn't owe me anything, nothing at all. I owe him everything. And he never promised me answers or explanations. He just promised that he loves me and that he'll be there and that he feels every emotion, every pain that I will ever feel because of what Jesus did on the cross for us, what he endured, there is nothing that we will ever go through that God cannot understand, that God does not feel with us. And he will be with me in it, in all of it. And I know that for sure, because he's proven that to me over and over again in the past. I trust in a God big enough to be in control and a God personal enough to love and protect me through it all. Broken, sinful me. He will be with me through everything. Turn to God. Open your heart to him. Trust in him. I cannot imagine enduring any part of my life without my king, my savior, my Lord, my redeemer, and my friend. In this time of massive uncertainty, here is what I'm certain of. Life is uncertain, but I am certain of these things. God loves me. I can depend on God. God is there with me and for me. And God is in control. Isaiah 41.10 says, don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Words of reassurance. Psalm 94.19 says, when doubts filled my mind, your comfort gave me renewed hope and cheer. There's a lot of doubt right now filling all of our minds. Turn to God, he will give you renewed hope and cheer. And then in Mark 6, verse, uh, chapter 6, verse 50, Jesus says, it starts with, they were all terrified when they saw him, but Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. And again, I know he is here because he's proven himself trustworthy to me over and over again. We can embrace uncertainty in all of life because our God that we love and trust and abide in is with us. 
And when, when we embrace this truth and, and then just embrace our uncertainty, we can be transformed. And in order to abide in God, in order to be transformed, there are things that we can do. There are practices that we can engage in. And we have time to do these things. We can meditate on scripture. We can pray, pray. We can spend time in silence. We can listen. We have time right now to abide, to remain in God. We have more time than we have in a long time. It's a gift to us right now. Take the time. Engage in the practices to abide and remain in our God. There's a quote that says, it is how we embrace the uncertainty in our lives that leads to the great transformation of our souls. I read that quote. I, I couldn't find who wrote it, but I thought it was beautiful. What can we learn from all that's going on and all we're going through right now? How can we come out of this better as individuals, as a community, as a church? When we come out of this time that we've been in, we have the opportunity to stitch a new garment, as Brene Brown said. If we turn to God during this time, not only will he comfort us and shelter us, but he will teach us and transform us if we allow him to. Beautiful things can come out of this. Good, true things can emerge from this. We are living in very uncertain times right now. Life is uncertain, all of it. Don't do it alone. Turn your eyes to God, to the one who will rescue and comfort and shelter and teach and transform. You can emerge from this better. We can emerge from this better. But only if we turn our eyes to the only thing, to the only one who is certain.